Parenting isn't an easy job, no matter how you slice it. As a parent, we often wonder if we're making the right choices for our children. In this week's episode of the Scary Spirits podcast, The Lodge, there is so much bad parenting, it almost seems intentional. Abandoning your kids alone with their hated and mentally fragile, soon-to-be stepmom in an isolated cabin in the winter woods is just a ridiculously horrible choice, especially if your offspring is probably a psychopath. But hey, we try not to judge. But it does bring to mind the saying, be kind. You never know what someone is going through or has gone through. That kindness might just keep you alive. Cheers. Welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast. Please be advised that the presenters may use adult language and or discuss adult situations. This podcast is not intended for younger listeners or those that may be easily offended. So, if you're ready, let's go. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Greg. Hi, I'm Karen. And welcome to the Scary Spirits Podcast, the podcast that combines the two very different but highly compatible worlds of scary films and alcoholic spirits. What could possibly go wrong? Indeed. How are you, Karen? Feeling the holiday spirits coming. How are you, Greg? I'm good. I'm not ready, but whatever. I was going to ask you again. have, Have you got all your Christmas shopping done yet, Karen? Or holiday shopping or whatever you call it, in your household? Almost. I'm always almost done. Okay. We'll How about it. you? Same, same, Karen, almost. My son still hasn't told me what he wants, so he'll get what he gets. Sons can be like that. He'll take it and like it. <laughs> you get what you get, but and you don't complain. Isn't I will, that what they say I will in be kindergarten? the same, because he asked me what I wanted. I'm like, I don't give a shit, so I'll take what I get and like it, so... The way it works. Boys well, there boys. you go. See? Look at Greg. <laughs> so full of the holiday cheer. Didn't I sound cheerful in the beginning when I wished everyone a happy holidays, Karen? Yeah, you did. But I'm starting to think that might be not real. I just do that for your benefit, Karen. You know that. Aww. <laughs> well, you know, Greg, if you're not finished Christmas shopping, we do have something that might help you out. We do. What would that be, Karen? Time is tick ticking away, Karen. The day this episode goes live is December 13th. It's 12 what, days. D- yeah, the 12. It's just in oh time God. to start the 12 days of Christmas. It is. Wow. I never realized that before, Karen. Took a, took a lot, <laughs> lot of Christmas math to get there, but we did. We had a game night and we tested three different games and we put them on our website. Mostly we, horror themed. They are horror themed. Mostly. We did... Salem 1692, Pick Your Poison, and Horrified. Three great games, and you can listen to our reviews, and the links are on our website. If you want to throw us a penny, you can get them from Amazon that way. They are available in other stores, so knock yourself out if that's what you'd like to do. But you do you. They, if you want to give us a penny, you can hit the website and click the links and buy them right from Amazon. Get them to your door in a couple of days, and you're done. 
Greg really wants horrified, just in case anyone wants to purchase something for him this year. <laughs> but only if he can be the creature. The creature. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're givers, you know, we're just trying to help you out. So go check it out. Now, we also have a blog post on our website of Karen and my own five stocking stuffers. Once yeah, again, do. there are links there to purchase them. We have chosen a few things that we would love to find in our stockings on Christmas morning. Well, I already have all the things I chose because, you know. Because you don't deny yourself. That's no, nice. Because they're things <laughs> that I like. And I thought other people but you who would have been happy to, podcast would to like get as well. them in your stocking if you I hadn't had them. Oh, so I would be. Absolutely. But yeah, they're smaller things and ready to be plucked from Amazon and put under the tree. For the horror fan in your family. You know the one that's so hard to buy for. <laughs> <laughs> the one that sits in the other room. Or as a white elephant gift. Right, Karen? It's true. If you have any of those parties coming up. Or Secret Santa. All right, Karen. This was film, I believe, was my choice. Was it? Was it not? It was. What film have you chosen for us, Greg? <laughs> the film I have chosen is a hammer film, Karen. Is this number 16? 15 or 16. I don't know. I don't remember what I said last time you asked me. This is called The Lodge. And it's a new Hammer film, a newer Hammer film, Karen, from 2019. I'd call that new for a Hammer film. It's very new. Unless you're listening to this in the year 2060. <laughs> <laughs> in space. <laughs> Which I guess could be possible. Shit, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Would you like to know why I chose this film, Karen? I would. Well, apparently it takes place over the Christmas holidays, Karen. It does. I'm full of the spirit. Yes, the cheer. <laughs> this is pretty much aligned with your Christmas cheer. Do you have a drink to go with it? I do, Karen. It's called the Gaslight Cocktail. Mm, appropriate. Why don't is you it? tell her? I think it's appropriate. See what I did there? Yeah, you're clever. <laughs> Would you like to know how to make it? Everyone is dying to know how to make it. So we're going to need ice cubes. Check. <laughs> Apparently a rocks glass, which isn't in the ingredients, but they should put the glass in the ingredients. I don't you know, because lots of these cocktails have special glasses. But this is a rocks glass. One dash of orange curacao, one ounce scotch whiskey, or use whatever whiskey you got. That's what I did. <laughs> I did one, too. <laughs> one third ounce sweet vermouth. Two dashes whiskey slash honey liqueur. So a honey whiskey, honey liqueur, whatever. I use Jim Beam honey. I use Jack Daniels honey. And an orange. But it just says an orange. I know. Garnish. I know. Whatever. I slice my the, orange. I was going to say, you throw your orange in there. I didn't. But yes, a slice of orange. I did slice orange. mine. So we're going to fill a rocks glass with ice cubes, add all the ingredients, and garnish with an orange. I like I like simple instructions, Karen. And then you enjoy. Very whiskey. Yes. <laughs> yes. I definitely get the orange and the honey, too. Yeah, the but, orange is a nice touch. The we'll, smell we'll of it there. is nice. True. I think. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Should we give our friends and listeners time to make their own gaslight cocktail? Of course. Hold on.
And we're back. Yes, we are. All right, Karen, might you have a brief synopsis for us? I do. Go on. Tell us all the story. It's story time, boys and girls, with Karen. It's a special holiday story. Go on. Quite the buildup. During a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays, the father is forced to abruptly depart for work, leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend, Grace. Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events summon specters from Grace's dark past. Thank you, Cam, for that brief and mostly accurate synopsis. We are a match. All right, Karen, anything you really enjoyed or pleasantly surprised by in this this Hammer film from 2019? You know, to be honest with you, I can't tell if I like this movie or not. It's interesting, isn't it? Let's start went, here. Would you call it horror? There are some horror aspects to it. But it's more it's a thriller. Thriller, psychological thriller. But some horrific things happen and some people are horrible and horrific. Yeah. yeah. The people who are in it are experiencing a horror, a horror film. I don't know if the people watching it is do you know what I mean? Like uh, watching it's more of a thriller, but the people in the movie are definitely in a horror movie. And when we say thriller, it's not like thriller. No, no it's no. it's very dark. Dark and psychological. Yes. And, and I, there wrote, were, I made a note, Karen. I'm just going to say right now, love the psychological stuff. That's what I wrote down as I was watching it. <laughs> there were parts I really liked and parts I didn't like. As we say sometimes, it's a very slow burn. I think the acting was really good. That's why I think it was a roller coaster, because the acting was very good. The story is interesting. The cast is small, which I always say I like. There is. I don't, I don't think. Oh, is there? You think there is sequel potential? I was about to well, say. we didn't see the end, so it's we true. don't know. That's true. So there is not to ruin potential. it for anyone. It's tense. The whole time is very tense mm -hmm. and you don't really know what's going on you don't know who the bad guy is and mm -hmm. who's you know it's just very there's a lot of energy expended in it to watch it if you're watching closely you could casually watch and say nothing happens but a lot happens i think anything else not that i can think of what did you really like about it well i i like all this i like the psychological shit it's very um it's, it's kind artsy. of it's, it's artsy. It is. It's, it's kind it's of very similar artsy. to the witch in a way. I mean, it's that it's kind Slow. of a slowish. There's no jump scares, not that shit, right? Well, well there's a couple, I think. I guess, yeah. There are definitely horrific elements. There's stuff you will be angry about, I'm sure, <laughs> if you watch it. Things that happen that you may not like. I think it's one of those movies that the more I think about it, the more I'm going to like it. Right. Like the longer I process it and think about the details, which it's I one of those movies when you walk out and you turn to your significant other or whoever you went to the movie with and said, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet watching it a second time, you would pick up on more, especially once you know the ending. Of course, I kind of knew. Because I, I picked it, so I kind of like read about it beforehand, and so I kind of knew what was going on the whole time. But still, it was it was edgy. Because I was even looking for 
things, but there wasn't a lot. It's it's uh, well shot. It's got good cinematography. Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean by artsy. There were a lot of holds on certain things. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's shot very well. You're right. Very atmospheric. You you totally get the whole claustrophobic, I'll say, <laughs> kind of thing. The setting. It's beautiful shot too. I mean, scenery is beautiful. The sets are beautiful. It's a hammer film, Karen. <laughs> yep. We don't have our lavish, you know, costumes. Costumes are just what you would wear in 2019, but but still, there's the uh, the whole dollhouse thing is very interesting. Yeah, the connection there, I didn't quite get it. I know it's connected. There's a dollhouse in the house that they left. And that before they and they keep showing the dollhouse, and I know there's connection, but I, I didn't quite put it that's, together. That's what I have questions about, Karen. Which is kind of one of the things I didn't like. If we want to move that way, I yeah, know I go. was I was supposed to get that, and I didn't get it. I kept looking and trying to figure out what the connection was, um, but I didn't really put that together. No, no, not think we're supposed to actually. Oh, okay. I'm sure there was symbolism there, but I don't know what it was. (laughs) Probably. I mean, you know, I didn't like the fate of the dog. No, that's what I said when I said. So I'm not happy about that. There are some logistical things like having no heat for, I don't know, what seemed like a couple days and they seemed perfectly I don't think it was a couple days. It was just... Wasn't it? It might have been a day and a half or something like that. But well, I don't know. They, it's hard to tell. So that's what I couldn't tell. And they and I kept thinking it would be freezing in there. I they mean, they did fire. have they yeah, but they were price. upstairs. They kept going. The rises, and, Karen. I guess, but it felt like you know, and she left with just a blanket on her, and it's a blizzard, and I don't know, logistical things like that. But I guess if you're determined, maybe you'll be able to do that and she was moving it wasn't like she wasn't when the, when you freeze to death you it's basically when you just stop moving but frostbite would have been a big issue but it was just there's a lot of symbolism in it i think you know there are some obvious things like the picture of the lots of religious mother. symbolism in it yeah and i just and lots of religion in it period i think i was missing things i felt like a little frustrated and it's just like the whole premise seemed a little odd i mean i know why they had to do it but the dad <laughs> just leaves he knows his kids hate this woman he knows it and he just leaves them in an isolated cabin together and he had it he had it planned from the beginning that way yes it's not like he got called away like our synopsis said he was going no. to leave them there he was going to drive them up there leave them there and he said i'll leave and then i would come back in time for christmas which there are there's snowy it's I the mountains i wouldn't do that well it just seemed stupid not not only because it's my children and it's the first time they met my really met my girlfriend who is my fiance now after their mother recently passed right and, they, and especially knows. the way she passed but yeah, he they knows made that it clear that the, they I, made it clear to him that they did not want to spend time with her, did not want to be with her. They're isolated with no vehicle, Karen. He left them with no car. But 
we're getting ticky tack. Like, <laughs> well, the the whole premise it's frustrating because the whole thing happened because he was stupid. So you know, yeah, this whole thing is his fault. He because, like you said, he didn't even make it. They didn't even say he got called away. He could have been some sort of doctor that had a patient. But he's that, not. He's a writer. I know, but I'm saying, can't he fucking write remotely? <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. 2019. That wasn't a thing yet for another year. So, (laughs) but he, it was possible people just weren't doing it. So I just think the whole premise that the movie's based on is stupid. (laughs) But I understand you had to get them there to have everything happen. So they could have just set it up a little better to make it a little bit. Yeah. But more palatable because you end up, I ended up not liking him. 2019. That's one of my issues is not a lot of the characters are likable, Karen. No, they're not. I specifically said the kids aren't like. Yes. And I said early on, the kids are villains. I said it early on. You can. And I'm sure you're supposed to know that or at least wonder that. So she's the victim in the whole thing. She is. And she starts off. Everybody thinks Aside from the kid's mother. (laughs) Right. I did find it interesting, too, that. The actress who plays Grace, the new girlfriend, is Riley Keough. And the actress who plays the original mother is Alicia Silverstone, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Just a younger version. Yep. And maybe one's a blondish and one's more brunette, right? <laughs> they're still similar. But they're very similar. I found Which that made me like the man not... More, I didn't like the dad. I didn't particularly like the kids. I yeah, didn't. You like probably her. didn't like the dad from the very beginning, did you? No. Well, not particularly. I did, till I realized. Well, this is all his fault, and he leaves his kids there. So we're supposed to think she's the evil one, but she's actually the victim in the whole thing. Turns out. Well, I'm not sure we're supposed to think that, but. Well, you could see why the kids would think that. I don't think they think she's the evil one either. Oh, I think they do oh, in the beginning. The one, I when, mean, sure. With their mom. That's sure, they... they blame her for that. Really. Yes. Yeah, I, I get that. But it's really dad's fault. Uh, of course. <laughs> 100%. Men. You know what in I'm saying, both, Karen? Men. In, bo- in both instances, <laughs> it's his fault. You know, it's not. But whatever. But whatever. We're not here to. We're not going to blame. No, we're not judgmental. You do you. Just remember, there's going to be consequences. Yeah. Just be ready so to accept your I consequences. It's, it's really, I overall, I think it's a really good movie. I think maybe I'm torn because maybe it affected me emotionally or something. As it, I think, is trying to do. Exactly. So I think it, it's going to take <laughs> a little time to process is all I'm saying. You know? So, yeah, I think it's good. I agree. What kind of cocktail rating you want to give it, Karen? Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, I don't think we're giving it a fair shake, though. I, I think, you know, I don't know how to I think we are. I, th- I think we are. Um, originally, when I was watching it, I thought it was a three. Mm-hmm, but-, but, but the more I thought about it and the more, <laughs> the further I get from watching it, it's, yes. probably a, it's probably a two. I agree. It's two cocktails. So if you watch this, just... Be prepared. It's kind of an emotional roller coaster kind of thing. 
And I like what we said. The, when you're watching it, it's a thriller. But if you were in the movie, it's definitely a horror movie. If you picture yourself as any character <laughs> in the movie, you're in a horror film. Yeah. If you like films like The Witch, and if you are listening to this, you probably know what The Witch is. I would say see it if you haven't. It's a Hammer film, for God's sake. I've not heard of it. <laughs> did it come out in the theater? Don't know. Sure it did. Well, if you're sick of Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is coming to town, this the will film break had it up its for world you. premiere at the Sundance Film Festival in January of 2019, and it made its East Coast premiere at the Philadelphia Film Festival. It was delayed until February of 2020. It was given a limited release in Los Angeles and New York, and it eventually expanded to 320 theaters in february of 2020 february 21st so three weeks after its initial release in la and new york it went to 320 theaters in the united states which i don't think is a lot karen <laughs> the great scheme doesn't, of things doesn't seem I mean, like shit, it, does we got it? 10 right here in, in my town so <laughs> fairly limited release didn't make a ton of money because of that but doesn't mean it ain't worth a watch before we go on i'm going to ask karen do you know what gaslighting is? The definition, I, or do I, I, I assume you do know? because you thought my cocktail was clever. <laughs> do you have a definition? Oh, I definitely do, Karen. I know what it is. I've experienced From it. From psychologytoday.com. More often than I'd want to admit. Gaslighting is an insidious form of manipulation and psychological control. Victims of gaslighting are deliberately and systematically led false information that leads them to question what they know to be true, often about themselves. They may end up doubting their memory, their perception, and even their sanity. You've experienced that. That's your tell me, Karen. Not on a huge level, but yes. Okay. Most women have experienced that. That's funny you say that, Karen, because I didn't know <laughs> what this was. <laughs> Until my wife took me to see the 1944 film Gaslight. At uh, the Esquire, Karen, you know the Esquire Theater in Clifton, Cincinnati? Mm -hmm. They were showing it one night, and my wife says, I want to go see this, because apparently she felt like she had experienced this as well, probably in her business world. I never did it to her. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no, but it's a 1944 it's called Gaslight, and we went and saw it, and it's a pretty good film. I've seen it, yeah. Ingrid Bergman? Angela Lansbury and her film debut, Karen? Reminds I don't remember mom. it all, but I do remember <laughs> watching it. We went on a kick where we rented old movies from the library for a while. Just the ones that we thought we should see. So hence, my gaslight cocktail. And listeners, you can assume that there is gaslighting in this film, if we haven't made it clear yet. <laughs> on the more intense range, end of the spectrum. Yeah, but it's by kids. How those kids know about this? Who do you think they're just being assholes and it falls under gaslighting? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Would you like to hear a review of the time, Karen? Yep, what does Critics Corner have to say? Well, first I'm going to tell you that it has a 75% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, so what do you think those Google users say, Karen? 92%. 57. 
What? I know, right? I'm surprised by that. Crazy. I think because it's so... Because it's like the... It, atmospheric, in your Artsy, head. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's a lot you have to take in. And it's Google. slow. And I bet a lot of people give up on it. But right. Google, you just got no time for that shit. Apparently not. So the review I have is from RogerEbert.com. But it's not by Roger Ebert, Karen. It's by Monica Castillo. Freelance writer dated February 7th, 2020. So basically when it was released in LA and New York. And I am paraphrasing as usual. In movies, stepmothers always seem to have a rough go at joining a new family. They tend to be the villains of a story, arbiters of cruelty and unwanted change, a character perhaps best personified by Disney's Cinderella. Should the poor soul actually want to connect with her new family, she has the impossible task of facing many emotions and prejudices against her. She will likely already be seen as the enemy by default. Although not a Officially a stepmother yet, Grace wants to take care of those hard feelings against her as soon as possible. She volunteers to spend more time with her boyfriend, Richard, and his children, who are still mourning their mother's suicide months ago. Over the holidays in a remote cabin. Predictably, they reject her, but when their father has to leave them in her care, the brother and sister team decides to show her how they really feel about Grace's connection to their mom's death and her checkered past in a cult. Unfortunately, Grace loses her grip on reality and falls into an ending that seems too cliche, too simple for what the movie looked like it was set to deliver. The kids are fiercely protective of their mother's legacy and most of the movie sides with their point of view. I don't know. For Grace, their mother's presence haunts the lodge both in spirit and through Catholic iconography, perhaps driving her to feel guilty about ruining the parents' marriage as the children see it, leading her to suicide. There's also the added torture of all those crosses that bring back awful memories from Grace's cult days. There is much to admire in the lodge, especially when it comes to Riley Keough's performance. Her stoic face is too difficult for the children or audience to properly get a sense of her intentions. Does she really want the chance to bond with them, or is there something more nefarious behind her muted expressions? But as the twists and turns begin to unravel, the niceties wear off, and Keo brings an appropriate amount of unpredictability to the part. The setting of the lodge is claustrophobic, and the expansive outdoors seals them in with a snowstorm through the lens of the cinematographer the woods looks a little too dark the angles seem too sharp and the light outside more bitterly cold than normal i disagree there's something off about this place as if none of the characters should be there at all no matter how brightly the fireplace burns the lodge never warms up overall the directors perhaps play things a little too safe with the lodge not straying too far from a formula they know has already worked before. The Lodge is more disturbing than scary with its eerie ambience and chilling plot handling most of the scares. The film's terrors come not from an outside or supernatural force, but the cruelty that even children can carry. Agree? Disagree? Pretty Some good, of both? I think. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Some of both, I think. Agree with some, disagree with some. 
All right. Are you ready to get into it, Karen? Let's go. The Lodge from 2019. Rated R. Nudity, violence, foul language, sexual content. Was there once, sexual content? Once again, not enough. There was nudity, <laughs> but uh, there was no. barely sexual content. No, I agree. Yeah, nudity and sexual I content guess a are little. two different things. There was a tiny bit. Was there? Well, yeah. <laughs> not enough to even mention. So anyway, film starts and we have credits. So we see a des- what appears to be a deserted house and a handgun on a table. And then we see a doll and we zoom out and we learn it's a doll house we were looking at. Everything's a miniature, Karen. That's part of the artsiness. And we hear a mom, I guess, calling for her kids. Yes, Aiden and Mia. And she's getting frustrated. She can't seem to find them. They obviously have somewhere to go. And Mia's crying? No. Um, Someone's crying. So the mother is getting ready to go somewhere. She's oh, curling right. her mom eyelashes with an eyelash curler, and she starts crying when she's in the mirror. That's right. Mom is crying as she's putting her makeup on and getting her face on. So then we see, I call her Alicia, but Laura. <laughs> then we see Laura, as we learn her name is, or do we? I don't know. Putting on lipstick as she drives. Karen, you ever do that? You ever drive and put on makeup at the same time? No. <laughs> okay. And Mia asks if she will be there. That's what she says. Will she be there? And Laura's... Yeah, because she doesn't look happy that her mom's putting on lipstick for some reason. And then she wants to know if she's going to be there. Mm. Damn, Karen. That's only something only a woman could see. <laughs> the mom says, no, she's not going to be there. I didn't even perceive that. Oh, but you didn't get the look. I get it now. Yeah. Now that you hit me over the head with it, Karen. <laughs> what it takes with us men so then laura takes the kids to see their dad and he sends them to get candy so that he and laura can talk i wrote apparently they're separated yes and dad wants to finalize the divorce and his name is richard so you're seeing that they're obviously separated he's having alka-seltzer and for some reason we have a close-up of the bubbles on there and um never do see him drink it though no, and he he <laughs> says she's not here. And so then he asks if she'd like tea or coffee. And she smiles because she isn't there and has she says, I'll have a coffee. But then she sees her leaving through the back door, gar- you know, back garden. So and Richard also made, makes a note to say it's instant coffee. They've given it up. So that's even more of a thing where maybe they had coffee, but right. no, he doesn't. And she looks like, as soon as he says, would you like a coffee? She gets she gets this whole change in demeanor and she's happy. And then yes. like maybe things are going to be. She obviously wants to get back with him. And then he says he's going to marry Grace in September. And she looks not OK. But she says OK and walks out, Karen. Yes. She smiles at him, says OK and leaves. Doesn't even drink her coffee. Then we cut to her drinking wine and a glass and she. Why do first, people she's she's making sure everything in the house is tidy first. She's tidying everything up in her house and then she sits at the table and has a glass of wine. Why do not people fill up their glass with wine? Why are they only pour little bits in the wine glass? <laughs> it's supposed to um help it breathe. Yes. 
whatever. Although red wine has to breathe more than white. I don't know what she was drinking. I didn't notice. She was drinking red. So, yeah. She just spilled a little bit. And she took a couple sips, but there was still wine left. So I'm not even sure she was drinking it. But she has a little wine. And then she eats a bullet is what I wrote, Karen. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to happen. She I got- just have, wow, I... You know, it looked like she was having a glass. You know, she took off her necklace and then, yeah, it was that was a jump scare for me. I didn't expect it. I barely saw what she pulled out of her purse before it all happened. Well, when she took off her necklace, I'm like, uh oh, was she gone? And we didn't talk about the effects, but they're okay. But wasn't as much blood as I thought yeah, there should be. Not really but... realistic. So then we're at a funeral. Her funeral. And during the funeral, they released black balloons. And I, I wrote, I like that, Karen. So remember that. <laughs> it's not a good thing to do, though. It kills wildlife. Okay, Karen. <laughs> it does. They eat it and they die. So don't do it. Just release one, not a bunch. Such a buzzkill. I am. Don't you remember? Did you ever release? Well, you went to Catholic school, so I don't know. Did you release balloons with your yeah? It's a terrible thing to, to do. Card and see who had the who replied and had the balloon and went the furthest. Yeah, it's not terrible, Karen. It is. I'm telling not. you, it's it. Yes, it is. Look it up. It's horrible. Bad it's thing worse, to do. It's worse if you throw away your uh, six pack plastic thing. All right, moving on. It's terrible. I'm not right. gonna. You're not gonna talk me out of it. So she's inconsolable. Plastics Mia, Mia. and rubbers are all terrible. All right. So Mia tries to release her balloon, but she's got her doll attached to it and it falls right back down. And she and rips. the doll was dressed like and looks like the mother. As it does throughout the film, I yes. think. <laughs> yeah. Which I just now understood. And she rips the doll off and sends the balloon skyward. Yeah, because when they're in the back of the car, when they're going to their dad's house, the brother says, how did you get it to look just like mom? It's wearing the same dress. It's got the same haircut. It's it's kind of like a Barbie doll. It's not quite a Barbie doll. Maybe more like a skipper doll. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Mia very upset because she's afraid her mother will not get into heaven because she's a suicide Karen. So she's been apparently brainwashed. But dad tries to console her. But she is unconsolable, I wrote. She is. Her she brother keeps saying she won't get in. She won't get in. And that's part of the symbolism. I think of the balloon with the doll won't go up. Uh, but again, the doll Karen. is obviously too heavy for the balloon. But I think that's the point of it. Oh, yeah. Once again, Karen, I didn't get that until just now that you mentioned it. <laughs> I knew it was important because I made a note of it. But then her, so her brother leaves and comes into a room and sleeps on the floor beside her. And holds her hand, which he did. In the church, he held her hand to console her, and here he holds her hand. So obviously they're close. Yes. And I'd say he's a good brother, big brother. Yeah. At he's this point. Protecting her. You're right. But not so much later. He has some bad ideas because I think this is all his idea. But anyway, so we're back inside the old dollhouse again, and we see a happy family of dolls. I wrote six months later, Karen, words on the screen. Wrote it must be Thanksgiving. Lots of turkeys. Yeah, and they're eating outside. And they have blankets wrapped around them. I don't get what that is. It was weird. Don't know. But dad asks the kids if they want to go to the cottage or 
lodge, I guess, for Christmas. Apparently they again. go there. Yeah, again. So obviously it's where they've been with their mother. The kids do not want to go and they blame Grace for mom's death. Aiden, the boy, says that she's a psychopath. And apparently she is in Richard's books, dad's books, and Aiden has read them. <laughs> so that's how he knows. Well, first the dad's like, how do you, who told you that? Who said that about her? Thinking it was his mom, maybe, or, you know, his former wife, Richard's former wife, the mom. But he just says, well, isn't she in one of your books? So then we see the family having Thanksgiving dinner without Grace. Yeah, Grace comes over and then Richard tells her to leave, I think. And Mia gives her doll a plate as well. They're eating lasagna mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving. And green beans. And Peas, I think. <laughs> Peas. Yeah. Whatever. So then we see the kids looking up Grace on the internet, Karen. Well, he does tell them that he's going to marry her. And the son really doesn't like that. And then they get in that argument. Like you said, he he just tells them this is... They were going to tell them together, but since they were such, the kids were kind of dicks about it. So, you know, Grace just leaves. And that's when I said they're eating outside in the cold. I don't know why. And then you're right. They go into the dad's office and they're looking up dad's books on cults. So just briefly, did you know there are three types of cults? <laughs> Is that it, Karen? Well, there I'm are sure. several different oh types of cults. I can think of Types, a ton more, but go on. <laughs> types of cults that function in slightly different ways. Despite these differences, cults can be dangerous and harmful to people participating in them. And in some cases, you think? to people outside of them. There are religious cults, political cults, and self-improvement cults. Those are the three general cults. I hadn't thought about that, but I bet there's more. <laughs> well, there are more, but they generally fall into one of those three categories. Okay. You can name a lot of cults. But most of them fall into one of those three categories. I would agree, probably. Maybe some of them would be a stretch, but you could. I think that pretty much covers it. Hey, you're already halfway through the podcast. What do you think? If you like what you hear, can you take a minute and follow us on social media? At Scary Spirits Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get back to the show. So the kids on dad's computer, we learn that she is the sole survivor, Grace is, of a mass cult suicide. And we see Grace's father preaching to a bunch of kids. They're all kids, Karen. You notice that when he's preaching? Oh, I didn't. They're all children in his congregation there on the video. But the shoe when they show the dead people, their shoes are adult shoes. Yeah. And yeah, I wrote there's amateur video of the bodies after the mass suicide. They all put their shoes at the foot of their bed and they're all covered in purple satin and they all have duct tape over their mouths. Whatever. With sin written on it. And then we see at the very end, we see Grace holding a camera so she's the one filming this yeah she's Apparently. the sole survivor of a 39 member suicide that she was supposed 39? to that's what i thought well that's what i have here All right she was supposed to bring the teaching back to the public so she was supposed to carry on so then dad comes in the room interrupts him 
I wrote, apparently they're on his computer, which I didn't know until now. He tells them that Grace really wants to get to know them. And he asks them but to think about it. Before that, you're a father. I you am, go into Karen. your You go into your <laughs> office and your son is in there looking at your computer. And he awkwardly tells you that he was yeah, using the no, computer for no, his no, sister's no, no, no. project. Like, it no. was like. So no, 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 you would have no, no, said, no. well, what's your sister's project? What are you no, no, doing? No, no, no. I wouldn't and, even gotten that far, Karen. And immediately <laughs> you would have looked at the history of what they were looking up, right? Uh, I mean, probably. You, they, I wouldn't have immediately gone there, but first thing knew, I said is, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you knew the they- Fuck out. <laughs> they did it. They played it well as kids because they looked like they were busted. But he says he's, he had Windows updates on his computer or whatever. Yeah, he said his, the kid said his was updating and the dad just goes, okay, and goes immediately to Grace. And I was like, that's not how that would have played out. But well, okay. not with me, Karen. Not with anybody. <laughs> anybody who catches their kid playing on their, doing something on their computer, which granted, maybe, oh, yeah. all, oh, yeah. you know, you true. knew immediately something was wrong. But okay, go ahead. Then he says, it would mean so much to me if you would do this with Grace. But I'm thinking, even here, I'm thinking, it's fine if they want to go somewhere with Grace, but don't go to the same place you've gone with your wife and their mom every year for Christmas. You know, find a new place, start a new tradition. That's just crazy to do that. And you think, just coming to me now, Aiden, he's, what is he, 12? Maybe 13 or 14. It's hard to tell. But he's on to say, hey, dad. Really? Is that what you want to do? You want to take us all to the Yeah, lodge? he could have. I wouldn't. I don't want to go where mom was. Right. With the person I blame for mom's death. Right. But whatever. So he doesn't. How the father whatever. couldn't it's... see that, whatever. Okay, whatever. go ahead. So next, we see the kids playing with the dollhouse. Very short think... scene, apparently. Because the next thing I have is they pick up Grace and her dog. I said, oh, she's got a dog. Damn it. That's never good, is it, Karen? For nope. the dog. <laughs> nope. And she says hi, but they are very cold to her. So apparently, this is the first time she's ever met him, which yeah, is and he, he stupid gets, as well. He it's gets the first a time you ever meet him, you're going to go to a house. Well, and he gets a call and immediately gets out of the car and leaves him doesn't, alone. Doesn't introduce them, nothing. She has to introduce herself. I was mad at him then. I'm like, what are you doing? Call back, take a minute. So they're driving to the lodge, I guess. And then we see dad being openly affectionate with Grace on the ride, rubbing her thigh, Karen. <laughs> and it's a long ride because you see they keep traveling, traveling. Then the kid, they stop for gas. The kids are asleep. It's a long way away. They arrive at the very remote lodge, I wrote. Yes. <laughs> Which is my way of saying it's a far away. <laughs> Aiden, me and Richard go into the lodge, leaving Grace outside with the dog. Yeah, they basically all ignore her. Then we see Grace unpacking her things and hiding the kids' presents in the drawers. And in her room, which I assume is the one she's sharing with Richard, there's a picture of Richard and Laura. Yeah, you'd think he would have gone and ass. checked that out. It's fucking stupid. So she puts it in a nightstand. Dinner time, before dinner, and Mia does a sign of the cross and says a prayer. Yes, which Grace is triggered a bit by, but she holds it together. They eat in silence. I wrote, there's lots of religious items. 
So there's a picture behind a painting behind them, which we saw in the dollhouse too. It's a painting of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus. Is she? <laughs> That's what I had to tell my children. It's a repro. It's a obviously a reproduction of La Annunziata, Virgin Annunciate by Italian Renaissance artist Antonello da Messina from the 1400s. La Annunziata, I think, is what it is. Okay. It's a little creepy looking. It's uh, one of those Richard, the, I guess, where the eyes follow you wherever you go. <laughs> I guess in the room now, and Richard offers to take the cross or religious artifacts down in the bedroom, and then the kissy face, and apparently she can't control her laughter, and the kids hear her laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's the only sexual content. That's it, is... but there's nothing. No, but the kids know what they're doing. They can hear them, so I don't know why Whatever. they had to do that. They could have controlled themselves for that weekend. Next day, kids are out on the frozen lake skating. Dad is out there shoveling the ice. Grace is left in the lodge. And then she takes some skates and goes out and joins them. But I wrote, she's not as good at skating as they are, Karen. <laughs> she's got two sticks. <laughs> she's basically, but she's trying. She's game for she it. She is. She's trying. Fucking kids. And Richard tells the kids to help her. And then apparently we learned that she's wearing her mother's hat. Their mother's hat. Mia makes a big fucking deal yeah. of it but she didn't know no it was just on the coat rack and again richard's oblivious like don't send the kids to go help her when they don't like her you go help her you're it's your job to help to make them like your new girlfriend <laughs> he doesn't he's not doing anything then we see mia playing with the doll in the snow like it's snowboarding, like it's yeah. an action figure. She's got a little ramp for it. She gets close to a fishing hole and Grace tries to stop her. She's yelling, no, there's a there's a fishing hole. But the doll falls into the fishing hole and Grace goes to get it and falls into the water. The ice cracks underneath her. And Richard pulls her up. Aiden helps. So they just kind of saved her life. All of them, whatever. And then we have another shot of the dollhouse. One of my questions is, Karen, things keep changing inside the dollhouse, back at the house, wherever they freaking live. So how is I couldn't tell if they were changing? moving around or if it was just we were seeing different rooms. No, they're just changing. Unless this was all premeditated by the kids. They had it all planned out and had it all planned out in the dollhouse. Maybe I think that's what maybe, they were fucking doing. Yeah, that's Those what they were whispering kids. about. Before they left, and they were mapping and out. Do this, yeah. And I'll do here and you do this. I think it's that's what it is. I think uh, so. It's all coming to me now, Karen. Thank you for, I just need to talk it out. Then we see Grace sitting by the fire because, you know, she's fell into the water. She's all fucking wet. And cold. And cold. And Richard The whole goes movie's out. cold. Like you it feel is. cold the whole time. True, it is. Richard makes a call. And tells whoever he is talking to that he can't come back that night. They wanted to come back that night, Karen. He was already come trying planning on coming back to town, but is he really that fucking important? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. So then we see Grace taking medication in the bedroom. What do you think it is? Anti-anxiety yes. or because she's hiding it from him. Is she? She yeah, she hides it. She puts I don't it think down she her does. pants. Yeah. Oh, does she? Yeah. All right. Didn't notice. 
I think I would notice a girl putting something down her pants, but no, I didn't. The back of her pants. Richard comes in and tells her he doesn't think he should go back to the city. She assures him that she can make it a couple of days with just her and the kids. But Richard shows her the gun safe and teaches her how to shoot just in case something happens while she is while he is away. Yeah, it's just so weird. She can manage a couple days. Here, I'll show you. Here, you're going to need a gun. Why would she need a gun? Right. You don't need a gun. I don't know. The combination is one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Here's the gun. Let and me she show already you how knows to how it. to shoot. But no, looks- no, she's she's fine. She knows how to handle herself with a gun. (laughs) She has handled a gun before I wrote. She knows exactly what she's doing. Then dad leaves in his Jeep Wagoneer, Karen, which I thought was kind of dated for this film, 2019. Well, you need a four-wheel drive to get up there, though. He leaves and says to the kids, (laughs) be nice. And he just leaves. And then she goes upstairs and tries to get them to come down and decorate the house. And they don't respond. Nope. I wrote they locked themselves in their room. And so she goes downstairs to decorate. So she's decorating for Christmas. And then we see Grace talking to Mia, apparently the next day, about what she wants for Christmas. And she would like a dog. And Grace tells her a little bit about her background. Yeah, she she always wanted a dog too, but her dad wouldn't get her one because her dad was really into the Bible and there's no presence in the Bible. So I'm not sure what kind of dog. Some kind of terrier. I know that. I think it's a Havanese. If you want to guess where they are, they're average intelligence. They're cute little dogs. Do you want to guess where they're ranked? I'll tell you they're between 50 and 100. Hmm. I'm going to say 65. They're 79. I was going to go 75. They're not, they may not be the fastest learner, but they're smart in other ways. Not only are they great at learning from past experiences, but they're also excellent at reading human emotions. Not 100% sure that's what the dog is, but it's pretty close. Could have been an Australian terrier. actually. Come back from the rabbit hole. So did you notice when they're talking about this dog that there looks like there's some sort of Krampus statue sitting there? It's a, uh-uh. it's a small statue right next to them that has horns and it looks like it's holding up a decapitated head. I don't know what it is. I did not notice. But she's talking about what kind of dog she wants. And Mia wants a bulldog. Her dad doesn't want her to get one. But Grace says, well, maybe if you take good care of your sea monkeys, he'll let you get one. So, you know, so there's sea, sea monkeys throughout. Yes, this thing. there are little, sea monkeys. They're little shrimps. Brine shrimps or whatever. Yes, they're brine shrimps sold as novelty aquarium pets. They were developed in the United States in 1957 by Harold von Braunhut. They're sold as eggs that you add to water. And you can still get them. They end up growing half inch to three quarters an inch in length. Occasionally, they grow to an inch, although this is rare. They last about a year, but some say they had them for as long as five years. You can still buy them today, as I said. They come as kits with their own little aquarium. So then Mia shows Grace the gift they made for her dad. And it's a video all about their mom. (laughs) Yes, and everything they used to do at the lodge. Grace leaves. As you would. Aiden's still locked in his room, apparently, I wrote. 
She did Grace. watch for a while, but then she left. Grace tells him she is going to make something neat if he is hungry. Then we see Grace sitting at the table eating by herself, facing religious imagery, that fucking painting you were talking about. She gets up and sits on the other side of the table and removes the painting. Then we see Grace taking a shower, Karen. And we see two bare breasts. And someone has written mom in the mirror with the heart around it. So it fogs up and she can read it. And then she's looking in the mirror and we see Aiden in the background. Yeah, he's watching her. Snooping. Well, watching her shower. Boys will be boys, Karen. But then Grace goes to check on him. And there's lots of candles and she blows them out. I don't know. Well, he's made some sort of altar to his mom. The doll's there. The hat is there. And the candles are burning. Grace goes to check on the kids and has flashbacks of the cult suicide question mark I wrote. I don't know. Has to do with the candles and stuff, I think. And then she wakes up on the floor. Well, we do see that the dog, which he's downstairs, they gave him a bed. He's whining and barks like something's going on, but he stays in the bed. And I was like, if I was her, I would have taken the dog upstairs with me. I don't understand why the dog's down there by himself. I don't understand why the dog was down there in the first place. But if the dad's gone, uh, you know, take him upstairs. But yeah, she wakes up on the floor. Give me free reign of the house. She wakes up on the floor and apparently the presents are missing, question mark I wrote. Yeah. But then she finds them in another drawer. Is that what happens? No. She opens another drawer and there are presents in there. Oh. No, she put them in the drawer earlier. Yeah, but then she looks in the drawer where they were and they're not there. But then I feel like she goes to another piece of furniture, opens them up and the presents are there. Oh, I think it's a... Oh, I thought it was a suitcase because now it looks like someone's gone through her thing. Someone moved the gifts. Yes. And put them gifts in her removed. suit. Yes. And, that's what and now that's Mia's what's doll is with the gifts. And Mia knocks on the door and says her doll is missing. And it appears to be in the drawer with the presents. Yeah. I thought it was a suitcase, but whatever. It's They're all together. So they pretend to look for it everywhere. But then they find it in the dog's bed. Well, she blames the dog. So she knows, right. she has it. So it's upstairs in her room. But she doesn't remember putting it there so in order to well, maybe cover she for did. that well maybe it was fucking mia <laughs> she doesn't know why it's there so rather right. than say it's in my room she blames it on the dog she also takes some more medicine at this point and then she goes outside and calls richard leaves a message on his voicemail tells him how everything is fine yep everything's fine so then she's making sandwiches and she offers to make aiden one she calls yells to him but he ignores her well, he's reading with his headphones on, but oh, at least right. He's, he's right there. He's downstairs now, though. And she confronts him, and it's very awkward. I wrote, Aiden doesn't want to talk to her, but she calls him out on watching her in the shower. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk, you just want to watch me in the shower. <laughs> but she's trying, she's like, What can we do to make this better? What can I do? We're here together. Well, she says stuck in this place together. And then she's like, I didn't mean to say that. We're here together. You know, what can we do? And he's just brushes her off. They are stuck. They got no car. They can't go anywhere. They're stuck. But then I wrote, they watch the thing, Karen. John yes, Carpenter's the thing. Another film about isolation, I wrote. <laughs> and paranoia. Aiden offers Grace some hot chocolate. Now. She, she seems pleased. Would you drink that? Probably would. If, 
I was trying to figure out if I would or I probably would to show him that I was excited that he had made this small gesture. But when you think about it, I'd probably drink it while looking you right in the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, but. (laughs) And then Mia coughs rather deliberately, I thought. (laughs) And she says it's cold. And then Aiden goes to get the gas heater for her, Karen. We used to have one of those. We did too. Kerosene. Mm-hmm. Does so stink they, when you start it up. They do fire up the heater and Grace covers her nose and asks if it is safe to have in the house. Grace begins getting freaked out by the thing. I wrote, I assume I meant the movie, the thing. <laughs> and they begin watching Jack Frost, Karen. Yep. The Michael Keaton version. Yes, a much probably not the one we will be doing later in January. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. No, I see Grace outside in the snow, and I wrote, Is this a dream? Yeah, she's out on the ice again. And she's laying in the middle of the ice pond and it starts cracking underneath her. And right here I have time check half over. Not because I was it was dragging, but because I was curious. So there's no footprints leading up to where she is. And she's in the middle of this white expanse. And she hears that you all, everybody knows that crack sound, you know, when the ice is starting to crack, it's not a good sound. So Grace falls under the ice and there are hands below her, grabbing her and pulling her down. Apparently. Is it her dad? It appears to be her father. I wrote. Yeah. And then she wakes up on the floor. It's just a dream. So she checks her phone and it's dead, even though it's apparently it's plugged in. And the power appears to be out at the lodge. No water either. Pipe frozen, question mark, I wrote. Grace wakes up Aiden and tells him to check the generator. All the decorations are gone and there is no food in the fridge. Grace asks Aiden if this is a joke. Grace tells him she's going to go to her room and when she comes back, she expects everything back in its place. She looks for her pills. Everything's gone from her room too. Everything's, and she there. She looks for pills and. But I was going to say she's not quite forceful enough in that scene right there. I don't think, but, but yeah, she goes up, checks her drawers for her pills. They're all gone. All of her stuff's gone. She comes down, questions the kids. They tell her that she walks around the house all night for long periods. Maybe she did it. Maybe you did it. <laughs> and their stuff is gone too. Everything's gone. But then she searches the kid's room for her things. And Mia's doll is missing as well. And and the dog is missing, Karen. Yep. And they search outside for it. Aiden tells them the generator isn't working. They are stuck there in the cold with no food. See him eating beans for dinner. Cold beans. Mia says she's had enough and she leaves. Aiden tells Grace that he had a dream that they all suffocated and died. From the heater. From the space heater, yeah. Carbon monoxide poisoning, I guess, is what he's going for. See Grace making more beans and crackers. And all the clocks have been set to January 9th, Karen. Yeah, it, was it at 8-12 or 9-12? I don't know. I think it... But what? what's that date? Do you know what that date is? Is he just pretending that... It's about to... two weeks after what it's supposed to be. Okay, well, I didn't know if that was when they... Com- like the cult all committed suicide oh, on that no day idea. or I didn't, I didn't get the significance of it, but she changes it back and she puts some food out for the dog. She does. 
course, we know freeze, the dog's gone now. So freeze solid in the matter of minutes out there. So we see Grace asking hey, Aiden if he messed with the clocks. He denies it. And then Grace hears Mia talking. And she bursts into her room and sees Mia talking on the phone. She grabs the phone, but it is not working. Mia says she was just pretending to talk on it. Next, we see Grace taking a sponge bath, Karen. Which, I don't know how why that's necessary, but whatever. Because there's repent in the mirror. I know, but would you take a sponge bath if, it, if you had no heat in your house? <laughs> it was just yeah. Gonna, where'd she get Maybe. the hot water? Probably by the fire. I guess. Kettle okay. by the fire. She, we see her pouring it into a sink. and I know. I thought she was just making drinking water, but nope, it's to sponge bath. And then we cut to another shot of the dollhouse. Where the sea monkeys in the dollhouse are dead. Yeah. And then the sea monkeys in the... Well, but we glossed over it. There is repent is in the mirror now where mom was before. Now it yes. says repent. You said it, but I just wanted to make it clear before we jump to the sea monkeys. Yeah. And boys and girls, if you want to freak out your parents or roommates, you can, you can just go write something on a mirror in the bathroom. And once it fogs up, people will be able to read it. So that's how yes. that works. Repent. But the brine, they're, the sea monkeys are dead in the house, too, because it's too cold. She, they had them on the windowsill, so they're not going to make it. So then Grace begins hearing voices outside her room saying, repent your sins. And I think it's her father, right? It is. And then Mia comes in and says she heard a voice. And then I have Grace having flashbacks, question mark. Then we have Grace walking through the lodge with a flashlight. She sees and hears her father. And I wrote, at least she has a gun. She does have she a gun. Did. She does have she, a gun in her hand. She got the gun. Then I wrote, she hallucinates. And she sees Aiden under the purple covers with duct tape over his mouth. The kids try to snap her out of it, but she pushes Mia aside and cuts her face. She could have shot them right then. If he sat up or, or moved, she, she might have killed them right then. Then we see Grace packing things. She wants to leave and go to the next town and call Richard. Aiden refuses. She says she will go alone. Kids tell her not to go. They don't even have their jackets, he says. She wants her pills and she wants to get a hold of Richard. She just leaves with a blanket wrapped around her and she's walking across the tundra is what I wrote. Yeah, and she walks through the snow. And she arrives at a cabin kind of shaped like a cross, very mm -hmm. much like a cross. And she sees her, well, I saw her father through the window. I'm not sure she did. <laughs> and she bangs on the door. Doors not does not open. And she pulls out her water bottle and it's frozen. Yeah, I thought she would break a window or something and try to get in. Or just fucking break the door down, but whatever. And she continues walking through the snow. And then she sees footprints and begins following them, only to find that she arrives back at the lodge, realizing she has walked in a big circle. There is kind of a whiteout, like it's snowing pretty hard. And when she arrives, she sees some artificial flowers sticking out of the snow. She wipes away the snow and finds a picture of Aiden and Mia. Back at the lodge, Aiden confronts Grace with the picture of he and Mia, and it says, in loving memory on it. He wants to know, what's this mean? Aiden begins to wonder if they are dead, and he tries to convince Grace that they are in purgatory, Karen. Yep. Grace hears the words of her father talking about repenting their sins. 
Then Grace finds the kids praying over their obituaries. <laughs> Asking for forgiveness. Aiden tells Grace they must repent for their sins over and over again. Grace tells them to stop and they fight. Yeah, she freaks out. Grace burns the obituary. So somehow they have an obituary that has Grace, Aiden, and Mia all on it. Yep. A printout. It's a computer printout. It is. So Grace burns the obituary and then Mia yells to her from upstairs. And she runs upstairs to find Aiden hanging in the attic. Because he says he's going to prove they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're dead. We're already dead. We're already dead. We can't die. He looks at her and says, can you see now what that we cannot die and we are already dead? We need to repent. He tells her to confess and repent. So then we see Grace praying. She keeps hearing her father's voice telling her to repent her sins and to confess. Yeah, she's like kneeling outside. Is this when she's going in a circle on the ice on her knees? Yeah, asking for forgiveness. And then we see a a shot of a, is it a Bluetooth speaker in the house though? Yeah, that's where the voice is coming from. Right. So the kids watch from inside as Grace walks towards the lodge with her frozen dog. He gone. Yeah. Mia's legitimately upset, I would say. Yes. (laughs) Mia tells Grace it was her fault. She left the door open and she seems very sorry. And I wrote the sea monkeys are dying as well. So then we see Aiden and Mia talking and Mia's concerned that Grace will freeze to death. She won't come in. She's outside with the dog on the front steps. Yep. And Aiden says they have to stop it, whatever it is. Aiden and Mia looking for Grace's pills along with all her stuff, Karen. They have all of her shit. All theirs, too, because everything was gone from their room and so and everything from the refrigerator. It's in like a crawl space in the basement, it looks like. So they go outside and try to get Grace to come inside with them. They tell her it is, this is too cold. Aiden tries to tell her that they were just pretending. He tells her none of it was real. But Grace tells them that we are all sinners. And she begins to reciting the Lord's Prayer, Karen. Yep, the Our Father. Aiden tries to get the generator started, but it ain't coming on, Karen. Yeah, that's karma. <laughs> Which I did. So at this and point. You don't know what to do now, I wrote. I started to think, how cold? I mean, it's got to be cold, right? And I was thinking, well, I just wanted to know. We don't know where they are exactly, but. Well, but it's a blizzard outside and the windows, every time she's looking out the window, there's more and more ice on it. So how long will my house stay warm without power? And this is just the average home, but that was a cabin. So I don't know if it has the insulation that an average home would have. I would think it would because it's up there in the snow. The average home will stay warm for eight to 12 hours after the power goes out, which I thought was pretty good. After the first eight to 12 hours, most homes will experience a gradual cooling over the course of the next couple days. They were burning a fire for a while, but then it's out. So they're not heating. And if they don't close the flue, all that air is coming straight down into the house. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I was cold. And we cut back to Grace sitting outside with the dog again. And then the kids come down and find Grace burning herself at the fire. (laughs) At first I said, please tell me the dog's not in the fire, like a funeral pyre. But it wasn't. So she's got basically 
logs taken out of the fire and she's kneeling on them asking for forgiveness. Then we see another shot of the dollhouse with a hanged doll hanging in it. And we see Richard and he's there looking at it. And he tries calling, I don't know, someone, kids, Grace, whatever, and leaves a voicemail for one of them. Jumps in his Jeep Wagoneer and leaves. Apparently, he's got lots of free time. He can just hang around the house, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, his kids and his new girlfriend are up there struggling to get along. Whatever. So we see the kids in the attic. Mia goes downstairs. She has to pee, but Aiden doesn't want her to leave. He says, just pee in the corner. But she goes to the bathroom. Grace startles her. She goes upstairs to the attic. Again, the kids try to convince Grace that they're not dead. Grace tells them they need to sacrifice something for the Lord. And Grace burns me as a doll. And we do see dads on, he follows a snowplow. So he is getting there. Grace pulls the gun and tells them to trust her. (laughs) Which, never trust anyone who says trust me. (laughs) The kids try to convince her to stop. Richard arrives in his Jeep Wagoneer. He finds the dead dog in its dog bed. Goes upstairs and Grace tells Richard that God is punishing them for what they did. She puts the gun to her head and cocks it. She says she is in purgatory. Richard tries to convince her that she isn't. But she says, I'll show you. And she pulls the trigger and it clicks. She believes that proves they are in purgatory. She cocks the gun again and pointed at Richard, pulls the trigger and shoots Richard. He gone. <laughs> yep. Kids run down and cry over their father. Aiden pulls Mia away and they flee. And then we hear the car start. And I wrote, the kids are leaving in the Jeep wagon here. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to. Well, that she's going to shoot them if they don't. Well, Grace walks very slowly out into the snow following the kids. Apparently, yeah. the kids are stuck in the Jeep Wagoneer in the snow. And I wrote, not a good advertisement for Jeep. <laughs> well, unless there's ice underneath, then there's nothing you can do. Or they didn't lock the front hubs, but Dad should have done that already. But whatever. And then we see Grace at the table with the kids and Richard. <laughs> well, we saw a, a blood trail. Someone dragged him away from yeah. the landing where he was dead. Praying. They're all praying at the table, or she's praying at the table, Karen. Eventually, they all begin singing over their dinner. (laughs) She starts to sing. So, yeah, Dead Richard is sitting there, the two kids, and Grace. Grace sings for a while. It's like the psychotic break is in full swing at this point. She's singing, singing, singing. Mia finally starts to sing, and so does Aiden. Then Grace gets up and puts a piece of duct tape over each of their mouths that have the word sin written on it. Including her own. She then we have one a, too. Then we have a close-up on the of the revolver on the table, which is kind of where the film started. Yes. Credits. The end, Karen. It goes to black. Fade to black. It's a long fade to black. Yeah, because I thought it went to black one other time and came back, but this one was longer before the credits started. That was a long fade to black. A dramatic pause, I would call it. All right, Karen, what'd you think of the drink? Uh, it's not my thing. Really? Too, too whiskey. There, You're a no, whiskey girl. I, how many times, I swear to God, I'm going to put this on a bingo card. 
I don't like it if it's not mixed with something. I cannot drink it straight. I don't like it straight. So I, I'm not going to like a drink like this. Orange vermouth is not a sweet that's not, and it's still slice. all alcohol. If it was maybe it, with orange juice, I it don't got know. better as the ice melted. That's all I'll say. I mean, it's okay if you like that kind of thing. I'm sure you'll like it. I like the orange. I think it's much better with the orange in it. I like the smell mm -hmm. because that makes a difference when you're drinking it. But I I need much more of a mixer than that for me to really. Yeah, I put my orange slice in it. Yeah, I saw yours was floating. That's a good idea instead of just on the side. All right. Anything we learned today, Karen? We learned about the Havanese dog, whether it was in it or not. A little bit about cults, the painting, the reproduction of La Annunciata, what a sea monkeys are, how long your house will stay warm without heat. Yeah, sorry I didn't offer much this week, Karen. Talked a lot about a Jeep Wagoneer, but did not tell you, ask you what you knew what it was worth. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Sorry. Sorry for that, Karen. That's fine. I'll try to do better next week. Speaking of next week, Karen, I believe it would make it your choice, is it? Is it not? It is. And what film have you chosen for us? I have chosen the cinematic achievement of Black Christmas from Black 2006. Christmas. I believe it has sorority girls in it. Oh, that's something. <laughs> Any other reason you chose that besides sorority girls for me, Karen? Well, I'm assuming <laughs> it's called Black Christmas that is going to have a Christmas theme. Okay, so you're continuing with the Christmas theme. It is December. It is, and Black Christmas episode will come out December 20th. Right before Christmas, boys and girls. You have a cocktail for us, Karen? I do. And what would that be? It's called the Silent Night Martini. And how would we make that? You're going to need Malibu rum, pineapple juice, blue curacao, and white creamed cacao. Sounds you delicious. You Karen. rim your martini glass with sugar, add all the ingredients and ice in a shaker cup. Give it a shake and pour it into the glass. Awesome. It's an odd light blue color. I guess it's supposed to look like night. Um, the only reason I chose the drink is I saw briefly that Silent Night was on the soundtrack. So I'm hoping. First song I ever learned to play on the piano, Karen, Silent Night. Aw, sure your mother was very proud. One of my mom's favorites, actually. Okay, I'll look forward to that, Karen. Malibu rum, is that what you said? Yeah, pineapple juice, blue pineapple curacao. juice, Malibu rum, blue curacao. Was I say? Was it pineapple juice? I'm in. That's all I need. I mean, it's <laughs> just like a hundred other ones we've done, but it's a lanai drink. It sounds like it. It does sound like a lanai. Sounds drink. Sounds like a lanai drink for Christmas in the lanai. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably still warm at Christmas down in Florida, right? So yes, you can yes, still Karen, have it, it on the lanai. Depending on where you are. Doesn't have you can still have it out there. Speaking of which, boys and girls, be careful about wrapping your palm trees and lights. Might not give you the effect you want. Yep. Yep. Look it up online. All right. Anyone you need to thank this week, Karen? I'd like to thank our listener. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Thank you for spending time with us. What about you, Greg? Who do you need to thank? 
Karen, I need to thank Tim Lasowski and Bill Russell, not the Bill Russell, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Nice. And of course, the band Verse 13 for providing all the music in the Scary Spirits podcast. The music definitely makes the podcast better. Anything else, Karen? Please drink responsibly. Yes. Hey, it's Karen, and I'm here to talk to you about getting social with us. Did you know you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Scary Spirits Podcast? Or check out our website, scaryspirits.com. If you have something to say, email us at info at scaryspirits.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Please drink responsibly. <laughs>